been a crazy couple of weeks, eh? Crazy couple of weeks, mate. Sitting there at home, chilling. Just been chilling. Or what else have you been doing, mate? Oh, working oh, too. Yeah, well. it's <laughs> a little bit of play with some work, but it's a bit different working from home uh, nowadays. Yeah. It's hard to differentiate between work and play sometimes because. Uh, you feel like you're at your desk all day doing work and then at the same desk, you know, doing something else creative and, yeah, doing the stuff you normally do when you get home. So, yeah, it's been pretty cool. I've actually enjoyed it. Uh, I think I'm uh, semi-introverted, so I like um, a lot of time to myself and it's helped me, uh, I think, garner a lot of new ideas and creative ideas as well. I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different when you're in the same same space. You've got to change a different gear to actually make yourself feel like you're in a different space to start thinking differently. So you've been managing working from home all right, and, you know, you're kind of working in the same space as your wife. It does a bit of a different different line of work. And how, you, how are you managing working two different things in the same space? Yeah, I think something I realized straight away and I was thankful is um, you really get to see your spouse's demeanor at work. So I hear our yeah. conversations and I'm like, man, I'm so glad you're the same person at work than what I know. And I'm hoping she's saying the same thing about me because uh, she, she obviously overhears me in my yeah. meetings, I overhear in her meetings. And the second thing is it's cool because you get to build a lot of secondary uh, professions working together. So all of a sudden now I'm the um, I'm her workplace's IT team. So every time something goes wrong, she turns around and taps me on the shoulder. So I have to go and fix her. Uh, um, oh, I'm, I'm Raj from IT who fixes um, the screen. Um, and, and then um, I'm also hospitality because when she wants breakfast and lunch, obviously my wife's pregnant, so i got to um, take care of her. So I'm there at her every whim to get her food and coffee. Like I enjoy it though because it helps me um, do something different than what I used to do going into work. And, you know, you kind of just do the same old thing, even though your work yeah. is a bit different. But this kind of... Uh, makes your day a bit different and yeah i'm loving it man that sounds like you're doing three different jobs mate so it's good <laughs> <laughs> no nah, it's really how, how's it been for you like i know yeah, you work with the wife as yeah. well no it's been good like we said, it's, it's really interesting to see how you know they work in a different environment and also the, the different industry you get exposed to something completely different mm. she's in healthcare and stuff like that too so um you kind of realize sometimes your spreadsheets aren't in this water as people's lives so um, <laughs> it really fits the reality on that one. But um, no, we do, we do also do, do take time out um, to yeah, grab a breakfast together or you know, grab some tea or something too. So it's really good to shift and change all that up. Um, but yeah, 100%. So it's, it's something to adjust to. One thing you've been yeah. doing is uh, you said you've been going for runs yeah, in the morning. That's, that's yeah, a bit different. It's it's funny how much when you have a lot of time for yourself, you end up start doing things that you don't really always do when you have the time as well. So now I'm getting a little bit more, um, a little bit more proactive waking up early in the morning and I'm just going for the runs and then coming back and having a shower, getting ready for the working day. So, which is quite good. So it feels a whole lot different. Usually in, in the past, you take that extra bit of half an hour, 45 minutes to kind of ease in and then kind of, you yeah, get ready and then make your way to work. But now you're just mm-hmm. going, yep, waking up, making the most of the day outside. I think yeah. you you cherish those moments that you get outside now. Yeah. But um, that, that, that's something I've been doing different besides work. Takeaway work, right? What else have you been doing at home that's not work, but it's a little bit different to what you've been doing, what you would have done? Anyhow, so what's that? Hmm. Um, I think 
obviously having a lot more time on your hands uh, straight away like you've been doing, you find that you're living healthier. So you're having the time to do, you know, activity, exercise, going for runs, but also cooking healthier as well. Like I found that um, working in the city, you come back late and you just tended to make bad choices. I might as well have got a membership with um, Uber Eats because I got (laughs) Uber Eats so often um, every week, but that's significantly cut down, which is great. Um, Finding that we're, uh, yeah, cooking healthier, but also I think with the extra time we're doing, I mean, I find myself doing a lot more creative things like dabbling in things like, you know, video editing and audio editing, playing music, listening to music, just a lot of things that are luxuries. It took, takes me back to actually being at uni or school because you found that you have all this time to do all those creative things at school. And all of a sudden you get into the corporate world and you're like, oh, now I'm serious. I shouldn't be, I should be listening to like a business podcast or something. But now I'm just, you know, taking that time and having fun and, it really helps you think um, of when we end up going back to, you know, our physical workplaces, these should all be parts of our daily lives and daily routines that we've kind of neglected. Things like even the, like you going for runs and stuff. I feel like we're building some great habits now. It's kind of a blessing in disguise for us uh, for when we go back to uh, our physical workspace. So yeah, super stoked um, about, I guess, um, how we're working from home, obviously not super stoked about the situation because it's a very unfortunate um, situation around the world and around Australia, but you've got to make the most of it, I think. And if you look at the negatives, then I think you'll just uh, be down in the dumps all the time. Yeah, I think you're right. Like having the time, the forced time of being at home, it's, it's brought you back to basics and it's kind of created that accidental correction and mm. just being yourself, which, yeah, like I said, I've spent more time now because I'm at home. At the start, we started watching a lot of TV and all stuff, but like, you know what, this is not sustainable. Like we were going to work and coming back before, and that makes sense. It's just going you know, to kind of dumb your brain down. But now I'm actually reverse. I'm trying to increase my brain, trying to stimulate myself a lot more going, what's making mm. it? And you start doing little projects here on the side, which is – yeah. Which is like, let's take this podcast, for example. We've talked about it this a couple of times and we've always been lazy enough not to do it. But now, I want to say forced, but now we've got the time on our hands that if we don't do it, why didn't we? And we don't know how long yeah. it lasts. We're actually taking, taking this moment to kind of go, let's have a crack, which is what we kind of came up with the name for. And, and that's yeah. what it is. So I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually grateful for this. Like you said, it's, it's not a great being stuck in one place and can't do everything else. But I think it's really good how it's just forced us back to our basics. And yeah. what you cause that. So, look, I think leading into leading from that, a lot of companies have transitioned now to this digital way of life um, and this digital mm. infrastructure and digital setup. And like we talked about this before a little bit, um, uh, the companies have talked a lot about work-life balance. You can work from home, and we've got you can have all this stuff set up at home to be able to do this and do that. But when push came to shove, there are a lot of companies that weren't really ready for it. Mm. Uh, they talked a lot about it. I mean, what are your thoughts so far on how some companies have managed this and, you know, what you've heard from your, your network around you? And so, like, what are your thoughts on how companies have managed that they've done it well? What have they not done well? And is this sustainable? Because if we go with this for another 90 days to six months, how are we going to manage working from home and having this capability? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think, I mean, we've spoken about this a few times. Obviously, companies have found very quickly that they're not ready um, to transition to a fully digital um, workforce, even though they said they were 
I feel like it's uh, a digital thing, but it's also a trust thing. And this has forced a lot of leaders at a lot of companies to trust their employees, which is what I guess the physical workspace um, for a lot of leaders, they feel like if people come into work and people can see them working, you can then start trusting that the work that they do. Whereas this is kind of the digital workspace is unknown, right? Everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. And you obviously have your different meetings and stuff, but because you don't have a sight of them at all times, you just got to trust that the work gets done. And I find that a lot of companies, like just talking to a lot of our friends, they don't really trust um, their employees. Every company's come out with a policy of working from home, you know, they have some guidelines. And I, I just feel like we, obviously we're all adults, but when leaders just need to start, trusting their employees a lot more and when you start trusting your employees that's when you get the best out of them whereas when you start treating employees like kids i know like myself if my parents started treating me like a kid i'd act like a kid and you know you, do, you don't give that trust back and so i think that's where that's my first observation of it all um the digital side is obviously a bit harder because you know I, I don't know if australia's internet speeds uh can cope to be honest I, I find that we're all dropping in and out of calls it's not the worst thing in the world um and i think it'll get better but i feel like it's a more the psychological element of trust is bigger than the uh, digital um side of things and when when that gets better then i feel like the digital stuff will just catch up how have you found it i know yeah. you've been doing a lot of online meetings with 300 people and stuff like that how's yeah. that been yeah, look, it, it's been interesting too. Like, um, as you said, you know, I think the trust component comes in and, and it's, it's a good balance. I think it depends on the balance of, of your roles as well. I think a lot of managers sometimes trust trust the work will get done and some people actually need to see outputs and prog progression over time. I, I think for me, uh, working from home, it's been okay. Um, like some of the work that I do, a lot of the times it's more around having the conversation to progress to an outcome. So... I haven't had much of those issues around trust where there's some roles, you, you know, you need a bit of that trust component coming through because they need to see progression as they go along. Um, but for me, I'm going to continue kind of working with my stakeholders and, and some of the stuff to actually get out to actually how we are going to uh, manage this current period, um, getting information out and I'm constantly in touch with them as well. So that's kind of an ongoing piece um, where I have actually had to adjust a little bit is trying to trying to use the online tools. Um, mm. I'm more of the pen and paper and scribbling type person. So a lot of times when I have conversations with people to try see what they want to do in terms of outcome. I'll be drawing things on a pen and paper. They'd be writing it. I'll be forced or drawing their pen or drawing, sorry, drawing their books and all that stuff too. So having that not available to me a little bit, it has to kind of, um, I'm adjusting a bit to that. I'm finding I'm bringing out more pieces of paper, but otherwise I think for me, it's been okay because we are still constantly talking. Um, I think everyone can relate to this when you're on calls with uh, about 200 plus people there's many people that aren't on mute or you spend a lot of time trying yeah. to set this all up and you sit there and you go, well, we all should be ready in how we approach it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, for me, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm easy going with those kind of things, but um, yeah. yeah, it's been okay for me. But I, I still, I still don't think I can do a permanent working from home situation. Yeah. Um, so that's says yeah. every extrovert out there, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, mate, but I just yeah, I think I like I like talking to people. I like 
are like physically kind of you know showing things as as we do things. Um, mm. So that, that's my flip side to that one. But um, no, working from home, it's okay for now. Uh, like I said, you balance it out with your work and personal life and what you need to do. Um, but in terms of working stuff, uh, I guess you know what's interesting. Like I've, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people around it, about it as well, but it's interesting how even with this whole digital piece and all this project stuff, it's amazing how when push can, comes to shove, a lot of projects are so fast track and completed, and a lot of these digital stuff are so fast track. And you sit there and go, "Well, how come we don't work like this in the daily?" Yeah. And so you know, again, the crisis piece or the rush to get something done can really bear results. Like if you look at how schools have gone to a digital school age within a matter of weeks when they've been talking about this for years and how we're going to set the infrastructure up, how we're going to be able to do remote learnings and all that stuff too. And all of a sudden, hey, school's about to shut down. Next minute, we've actually got stuff and plans ready to go. And you just go, where was this in turn in when you ready to do it? Yeah. I was even talking to my cousin about he's does some consulting stuff. Um for companies and how they've been going through the digital transformation projects and as soon as they find out things are going to lockdown and they're going to lose some resources all of a sudden these projects that are meant to get done in a couple of months are done in weeks and he's just going where the hell were you guys when we needed to do all this stuff too now it's amazing how the the, the attitude actually makes changes to people's behaviors and actual outcomes and working working patterns yeah. and you sit there and you go we get stuck in so much framework sometimes yeah and we talk about this framework where people don't actually end up doing yeah. the job. We're talking about how we're going to do it as opposed yeah. to getting it done. So that's been interesting, a revelation over this period of yeah. how many projects have been completed. Yeah, I but, think when things are yeah. urgent as well, you see, like, I hate big meetings, but you mm. see people being more decisive with decisions. And I yeah. feel with decisiveness because of urgent timelines and stuff, things are just getting done way quicker and that's that, that's just the mentality that you know we talk about a time like this we're going to take it um to post covid and everyone's going to be more efficient people are going to work better this is one of those things like going yeah. into a meeting being decisive and coming out with a plan to execute straight away instead of you know let's talk about this now um and then go try and do it and then come back and do another meeting this has actually been the best time to learn of how to execute because you think about us as uni students, you know, you talk about your example of how, um, you know, the education system has really revolutionized itself overnight. That's kind of how we turn around projects when we're uni students. We wouldn't do it for a whole semester. It's due in three months. Look at it the night before, turn it around. And all of a sudden, you know, you, we talk to ourselves. You're like, why can't I do this every day of my life? Oh, man, my degree is based, like I said, my degree is based on all nighters, mate. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, it feels like, it feels like the whole world did an online all nighter and you know, they've revolutionized every industry overnight. Uh, it's just, it's it, cool to see, but it's also weird because you think about efficiencies and why can't we as a community and as a, uh, yeah, as humans do this every day of our lives. Yeah. I definitely think on the other side of this, on the other side of this whole phase we're going through right now, we're going to come out a lot more decisive, a lot more proactive in the way we operate. Um, it's a great wake-up call. Like I said, it's, it's kind of like like we brought back to our behaviours at home. I think if you don't take the same behaviours into work, like it's that accidental operation of, of not having to think about three meetings to make a decision. You're going to have the one minute make a decision and move forward. I think that's the way it should be. I think it's great. So yeah. let's see all this comes out, come out on the other side.
Look, take me through what. How have you managed to take that transition of these guys being in your office and some of them fairly new in your team, um, and how you've actually managed this whole work from home experience and how you're managing your team um, in terms of all the outcomes that you need to do. Like, given now it's quarter end, obviously there's a lot of work that's going to get delivered. Yeah. But how have you managed this whole change and uh, transition? I mean, I've tried to uh, dissect this into three important things when we went into lockdown and that was engagement, collaboration and recognition. Those were three things I needed to make sure the team was continually, I guess, feeling and being a part of um, because that I, those were the things I saw at risk with not working together physically. So engagement, obviously, keeping the team engaged, keeping, keeping them interactive uh, with each other, but also engaged with the goals um, that we had as a team and the goals and objectives we had as a business. Um, then collaboration, obviously, you know, collaborating with each other, talking to each other, communicating, making sure that we all knew what we were doing just so we could all work efficiently. And then recognition is, again, we're all human. Uh, we need to get pats on our backs and, you know, we feel good when we get pats on our backs and I feel like that helps us work better. So those were the three things um, that I really tried to think about and try to nail as well. So engagement um, was a big thing um, initially and that, you know, we've just kept going with, Microsoft Teams, we've got a little chat on there that we talk on every day. We've got a WhatsApp group. Um, a lot of that is just engaging with each other to make sure that we as humans are being connected together, but also being connected with the business. I try to um, take them through as much as possible um, every time there's a business update. Um, and I think, yeah, that I mean, the engagement side has been working all right. I think everyone's found synergies in how they can work and how they can get engaged with each other and with the company. Collaboration has been great as well. Um, we try and do daily meetings, especially if there's something that um, is important. So like you said, when we're trying to close a quarter, we try and catch up daily. We're ticking off goals and automatically that kind of uh, builds that into us where we're, you know, moving towards a goal and we're progressing towards something. So everyone's got that kind of cohesiveness about how we operate as a team. And then recognition is something that I'm trying to work on. I mean, on Friday, we did a little thing on um, house, the House Party app, um, which we tried the Friday before as well. House Party is like an app where you can play games and stuff together online through video chat as a team. But just before we did that, you know, I just asked people to shout out about, um, yeah, the wins from the week and the challenges. And I think the wins, like people talking about wins, sometimes as accountants, we forget what winning is. And sometimes the simplest things are a win, like, you know, for someone um, who's just coming up through their career, doing like a 2000 line journal is probably nothing to a lot of other people, but that is a huge win for someone that can put that together, put it in a system, or even, you know, closing a particular piece of item on a PL. Like things like that, people don't see them as wins normally, but we just need to shout out and recognize that as people come up through their career. So, yeah, man, there's three three things I think. There's obviously different platforms, and I know you were talking about um, how you're the kind of person that likes writing stuff down. I actually think sometimes technology isn't the best solution, and you know I found that out here, and I found that out before as well. Like when we used to collaborate as a team when we were working physically, we found that we were using all these tools that never got us our goals. So one day I just went and bought out a whiteboard, and I was like, all right, daily we're just going to gather around this whiteboard, write our goals on this whiteboard, and tick them off. And I found that worked way better than, you know, $20 a month tools we were paying for. So sometimes it's just finding that balance. And even going through a time like this, I can see 
everyone's like, oh, you know, technology is amazing. It's going to change the way we work. But I'm thinking there's ways it's going to improve, but there's ways I feel like working together physically is never, like you can't replace that sometimes. And I'm seeing more and more of that, which has been great. Yeah, look, I think not to sound too wanky over here, but like the whole, the whole human element is so huge, right? Yeah. I think that's one of the things in this technological change and the digital transformation piece we're going through, like the human element still needs to be there. Uh, I think the two things you talked about there was the, the engagement and collaboration component of it. Um, like they're three big, the two big things that, that are going to, you know, that have really, um, it really worked in your favor in that sense and trying to manage that team. And like I said, I've worked closely with you for a while and I've seen how you've evolved that, that team that you've had into a really engaged bunch of um, individuals. Um, and you, are you finding one of the things with the engagement component, like you said, you've got your WhatsApp group and all that stuff too. Are you finding a lot more that you're not the one who's instigating a lot of engagement? Sometimes they are as well. Yeah, 100% actually. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of cool when you see them interacting with each other um, you know, talking to each other. Sometimes I feel left out, which is, you know, it's it's great to see them uh, communicate and engage as a team um, from something that you've tried to initiate, you know, a couple of months ago or six months ago. And just to see that working um, is obviously encouraging, but also seeing them interact outside of work means that they're going to work so much better during work. Like we've seen that like we play sports together and we've seen that in our cricket team when you come on the field like we can play well as a cricket team but when you guys are mates off the field there's that much more of a collaboration on the field um, when we're all there like you're playing for each other because you know you're not just workmates now you're mates outside of it and that's yeah. the kind of thing like that kind of sports synergy i'm trying to bring into um you know every team i work with because once you're fighting for each other on um during work and you're doing stuff during work, you kind of remember that, you know, you also mates outside of work. So it just helps you work. Yeah, and, yeah 100%, 100% agree with you. you. You put that extra bit of effort in when you're working for each other. Um, and I can 100% resonate with that piece there. I think I'm, I'm actually quite lucky. I say this quite a lot, actually. I'm lucky to actually not be – I'm working with my friends when I say that because the people I work with, you end up building such good, like such good relationships with these people that you end up recognizing them more as friends and work colleagues. And yeah. you are willing to put that extra bit of effort to make the, the next thing happen, the next thing happen after that. So hundred percent agree with that. And that engagement mm -hmm. collaboration piece is huge and how you've managed to actually transition that into the digital part and still kept the human element, which yeah, is really, yeah. um, no, 100%. Um, I guess, you know, everything that's still great, great, but you must still have challenges in managing those teams away from each other as well. So have you had any challenges that you've come across and have you managed that? And, and saying that too, you know, you've talked about a whole bunch of tools and stuff. Like what are some of the replacement tools you've actually used now that you don't have your whiteboard available to you? Hmm. So tell me about the challenges and your replacement tools. Yeah, I mean, I'll go into tools first. Just simply, you and me love Excel and nothing beats a planner on Excel. And, you know, that's, I found the simplest thing sometimes work. Yeah. We've, we've, we tried a lot of different tools in the last two weeks and we just stripped it down and went to Excel last week. And I found that I love that that worked for me. Um, you obviously try and make it a bit more engaging. So I had, instead of writing people's names next to stuff, I snipped out, you know, I love my, uh, memes and my snipping out of images so i snipped out everyone's heads and yeah, put their heads yeah. next to kind of yeah um, things. 
<laughs> but yeah, I love I, I just doing stuff like that. I think just uh, being a bit creative with how we pre- present or uh, communicate ideas and planning, I think has been great. Um, we haven't like Microsoft Teams has been great for our business. And I found there's a lot of apps in that that you can use. There's like polls and stuff that you can build into Teams, your Teams chats that can be great to collaborate. There's whiteboard functionalities in there as well. There's a lot that we haven't really explored. So we're just barely scratching the surface and we feel like we're doing all right at the moment. Um, in terms of what's been hard, I know I mentioned trust before, but that, that was actually huge for me at the during the first couple of weeks. And I don't want to be the guy sitting here to saying all leaders, you know, leaders should start trusting more because I went through that. I was... I found it really hard to trust um, what people were doing. And I just had to step back and think uh, that if I had to create an environment where people were working efficiently and people were working productively, I just needed to give people that trust. And then you just start empathizing with every single person in the team. You think through everyone's situations and what they'd have to go through. Like I'm lucky I've just got myself and my wife working here, but we're lucky that we have a house in a room that's uh, specifically there for us to work in. We've got people in our teams in share houses. We've got people in our teams with kids. You know, there's so many different situations out there. When I put myself in their shoes, I think I'm thinking to myself, 100% I won't be working to my uh, potential in those workspaces or in those situations with kids and stuff around me. So I think when you bring empathy into it, that's one thing that, helped me um, in my whole journey of trust uh, during this early digital um, workforce. And I think that's the biggest thing um, in terms of challenges. There's obviously other challenges like meeting online and someone doesn't know how to turn their microphone off or meeting online, someone doesn't know how to dial in, people think you're going to call them. And it's, you know, there's, there's all these different things that we're still working through, which I'm confident, you know, we go through another couple of weeks of this, everyone's going to be pro at dialing into a call and things like that. But it's this other stuff like trust and things like that. I think the earlier I grappled with it, it's been great because now I've kind of um, equipped myself to operate better going forward as a leader. But it's also helped me enable others to perform better. Yeah, that's great. It's great you talk about the empathy piece because I think one of the themes around the conversation we've had today is just reinforcing the human element. Mm. Um, empathy piece is, I think, a good sign of a great leader because that's the understanding of knowing how to get someone across the line, either for it to be a work perspective or someone to get meet their own goals. Um, yeah. yeah. You've obviously had um, a lot of opportunities as well to collaborate with a lot of senior stakeholders and it's a bit different to working with the team, but what challenges have you found there? Um, it's obviously not the same as, you know, walking up to them when you're in a physical workspace and sharing ideas, asking them questions. Do you find that you have to be a bit more, um, I guess, structured with how you meet with them, um, just setting up times and stuff, which I know would uh, be a bit frustrating at times? How have you found all of that? Yeah, look, I, I think for me is the kind of the work that I'm doing, it's, it requires a little bit less structure, but it's more about the availability of my stakeholders. Um, and what I'm finding is sometimes when you get a bit of work done, you kind of left a little bit in limbo to go, okay, okay, well, I can finish this now, but I need X, Y, Z to have a look at it to kind of go, is that going to be fit for purpose, et cetera, and what we need to do. But if they're not available, the kind of where I'm at right now is I can actually switch to different kind of work work streams. So that's 
that's what, how I can manage it right now. And that's the kind of challenges that I'm facing because you have to kind of shift gears throughout the whole day. Um, but as soon as someone comes in, all of a sudden you go, okay, look, here's something here that I've done. I'm going to put it on the side. I'm going to work on this. And you, and you get stuck into something else. But someone comes in from the left all of a sudden and goes, oh, yeah, that you were working on before. How's that going? you got to shift and switch your gears straight away, right? Mm, yeah. kind of around just having to balance out those times um but that's okay for me I'm, and i'm used to working at this fast pace but it obviously it's not as easy as just trying to get one thing done because you could easily before walk around the office yeah that, that's kind of some of the challenges i've been facing we've had real good conversations here so far and it's really good to get a great insight in terms of how you're managing being managing your team mate. but you know what i want to finish up on here is just a couple of things are there any tips you want to give a couple of leaders or anyone out there who's having to transition or may not know what the best way to manage it or are they struggling to find find ways how to get the team to engage or even collaborate or even any ideas on how they can have a platform for recognition so is there any tips you want to give out there yeah i think um empathy is obviously a big thing um for me as a leader but also i think a lot more leaders need to have and you know we spoke about um working from home and working from a different space i think everyone just need to realize that productivity productivity will drop. Um, and for leaders, I think we need to expect that. And if we're expecting the same levels of productivity or output, then we should be expecting to fail because that's obviously not going to be the case. People are, you know, managing a lot of different things at home. And then, you know, just got to allow for drop in productivity, reset our expectations as leaders, and then use whatever tools are available for us Um and it's, it's harder to mention tools because a lot of businesses aren't as lucky to have the tools and stuff that we have. Um, and sometimes you just need to make do with what you have and try and find the best out of it. And I think we just need to look at every day as an opportunity to improve and how we collaborate, how we engage with each other, and also how we recognize each other um, and, you know, have that opportunity to give feedback where necessary. Um, and I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all um, but we just need to think innovatively as um, leaders or as even people in teams. I don't think this is restricted to a leader thing. I think um, the one thing this situation has brought is it's given everyone a voice in how we can operate. And you know, it's funny that you go into a situation like this and your 22 to 30 year olds are actually your best equipped people in your teams. And I say to 30-year-olds because I'm over 30 now and the people that are younger than me in my teams are the best equipped because they're the ones who are across all technology. Um, they're the ones, you know, across all the new ways to work and things like that. And that's when we need to transfer learnings. And we just need to use this opportunity to empower people and empower the introverts in our team as well. Um, it's not as a threatening it's not a threatening situation anymore where people are in meeting rooms and you point them out and say, Hey, what's your idea? Um, you know, this is, it's very easy for people to share ideas online. That's brilliant, man. Look, I think, um, look, kind of wrapping these things up here uh, for this session and uh, what we did last in our last podcast was uh, we played the game of uh, what comes to your mind first. And you had the pleasure of actually putting that towards me. I'm going to flip this one to you, man. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and you got to tell me what the first thing comes comes to your mind all right yeah you have to organize a zoom call for 350 people yeah what comes to your mind mute all <laughs> how big okay how many scenarios do you reckon you've faced in this whole week that not one person like you've had people who are not a meet and mute 
Oh my goodness, it's like people some people don't realize as well. Sometimes people, <laughs> I know we, were, we were laughing about a thing last week where someone didn't know he was uh, on mute, he was slaying someone off on the call. <laughs> it's crazy. Like we're in a world oh, yeah. now where we're, we're, we're using smartphones. It's, I don't know, it just baffles me that people can't mute themselves, but that's my pet peeve. First thing I do, just the fear of me saying something stupid. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> Take question. What's the first thing that comes to your mind if I told you you have to work for the next six months from home? opportunity i think, okay. think more time more th uh, time to do new things and then the last question and this will be beneficial for us both because i think we'll know where we're going to end up here what bar are we going to the first chance we get <laughs> <laughs> oh mate at this stage the first one that's open <laughs> i don't care if it's in wagga wagga <laughs> we're driving there <laughs> we'll get that super easy so the self-over reads. <laughs> 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 so I'm enjoying the next one. Now loving it.